Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar. Today, we're starting a new season and a new series on relationships, and we are zeroing in on marriage. Do you remember your marriage vows? Every ceremony, depending on your faith background, probably varied, but ultimately, they're somewhat the same and went something like this. I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer or poor, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, I pledge thee my faith. And over this next season, we'll be breaking down each portion with our guests. And to start us off today for the first time ever, making his whole podcast debut is my husband of 26 years, Ruben Alcantar Jr., who's joining us on the podcast to talk about the line to have and to hold. Welcome, Ruben. Please introduce yourself to our audience. Yes. Hello. Um, I am Ruben. <laughs> it's uh, it's great to be here. Uh, my first time here at uh, at uh, a Journey to Wholeness uh, podcast. And um, so, yeah, I am your husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is my yeah. husband. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I had like this. This is how I'm going to introduce myself. But, you know, it's always, uh, 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 I mean, you and I known each other for a long time. and But um, it's... Yeah. You haven't <laughs> ever had to introduce yourself to me. Yeah, I mean... I uh, like at I least am. not for... It's oh, gosh. me. Hey, it's me. For most of our lives. We've known each other since we were kids, actually. And so I don't actually remember how we introduced ourselves to each other. <laughs> <laughs> or if we ever did. I think our life has been mostly kind of in tandem or side-by-side side as friends and then um, as spouses. Um, well, and then there was the dating, the courtship period as well. Right. <laughs> so today we wanted to uh, talk about that first line in the wedding vows. I think, you know, we're all familiar with wedding vows, but what does it really mean in the context of our marriage, our relationship? How does that actually play out? What are we promising actually to do when we repeat those vows after um, the minister or the pastor who's saying them to us? And the the first line uh, really strikes a chord with us, I think, um, to have and to hold. Because in the context of Journey to Wholeness, it actually spurs the question of what are we bringing into this relationship? And I, I I think we come in with all kinds of hopes and dreams and aspirations of what it's going to look like. And we don't necessarily spend much time, maybe enough time. I think that would be true for us. Um, while we had a long three-year courtship, I don't know if that's long by everyone's definition. Um, and we talked about everything. I think we had great communication and we got along really well. Um, I, I honestly, like... Um, we were the kind of couple that other couples, you know, in our church looked up to or looked to um, as maybe even like, you know, that story, that that love story of two kids growing up in church and committing themselves to each other and, and everything should be like happily ever after, right? right. Um, and uh, I think really coming into our marriage, there were a lot of things that um, that were in our upbringing, uh, experiences and circumstances, situations that we had experienced that uh, we didn't talk about. We didn't know to talk about them. We didn't know to like 
go through some aspects of our story, and we honestly did not think they would impact our marriage um, in the way that they did. And so maybe share like your experience with that um, kind of, you know, I, I think about the day that we um, moved all of our things, right? We're, we're married now and we're going to move uh, to our apartment and, and then kind of the story from there. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, that day it's, it's, it, it was what, 27, about 27 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's like kind of like you were saying earlier, like we we known each other for like most of our life. So we grew up in church and uh, went to Sunday school to, together. And so when you come into marriage, or when we were coming into marriage, like we we thought we 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 knew a lot of the stuff because we were around people, mm-hmm. church people that were married. 27 years back then, you mm-hmm. know, 30 years back then. So it's kind of like we, we saw people getting married. Uh, our parents were um, were married, faithfully married. Uh, and they were examples to um, other couples, right? And so when, when we came into our marriage, it's like kind of like, I think, I think we, we, we know a couple of things, but no, we were so wrong. <laughs> like, you know, we were so wrong, like, you know, myself— yeah. Uh, you know, it's you know my dad being a minister and, and and all that. Like you, you felt like you 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 knew the Bible about marriage, right? Like yeah, I got this thing, but right. you know, marriage uh, it's 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 work. <laughs> it's it's a working <laughs> process, right? And it's uh, mm-hmm. it is it is, and it still is, right? Uh, but it just gets a lot easier. It does right? once you figure out some of the things um, that we needed to talk about. And it took a lot of, I think, trust. Um, and again, like we started out with such great conversation. Like we were great talkers. We had a long distance relationship. So we wrote letters and we were on the phone too much probably because you had to pay long distance back then. And uh, we talked about so many things. And yet um, there was an aspect of life um, of experiences that we didn't think to talk about. Um, maybe there was some shame about, you know, some of our stories, um, things that, you know, we thought we could pray about and, and let God work out in us. And yet, um, whenever you have a, a negative experience, a, a trauma is what we would call it, um, it will be triggered um, especially in your most intimate relationships where you're most vulnerable, where you've opened up your heart, um, where you there's trust involved, right? I, I want to trust this person fully, but can I trust them with all of me? Can I trust them with all of the painful parts of my story, of the things that I'm ashamed of, of the things um, that happened to me that I just want to forget about? Um, and then really seeing that, Oh no, like, and really being confused by what's happening because um, you get married because you're in love and you think this is the best person for you. And it's really disarming, um, really confusing when that very person um, becomes a person who's triggering some of the trauma in you. Not that um, you did anything wrong. Um, 
not that you were perfect either, right? Because we all make mistakes. Yes. Um, but understanding that, understanding when my story that had been unaddressed was coming to the surface versus this is a conflict or a disagreement or something we need to work out in our own marriage. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, as the days and weeks and months went by, and you know, you're just learning about each other and now you're living together, right? And mm-hmm. um, so, like, when we started having our marriage uh, problems or mm-hmm. or our conflicts and and there were some things that I'm like, oh my god, I thought I knew the knew how to help her in this, mm-hmm. but I didn't right. And so then you know I'm and those of you who know me like I'm I'm. I'm a quiet person. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we used to argue, it was always that, you know, right? Like, like I feel like sometimes... I feel like you, you're hesitating trying to protect me. Yeah. But yes, I am a passionate, <laughs> a vocal you're with, person. You're good with your words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when we used to argue, right? And, and it was like, uh, it was like I, I stayed quiet. And yeah. I think I was just afraid to say something back that um, that would hurt you, mm-hmm. and 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 I and I wasn't it, it wasn't in my head or in my mind like oh, I'm gonna say this to her. No, I was just being like so cautious because I mm-hmm. because you know from that day when I saw you walking down the aisle, you know I was like, man, like. I was, I was, um, I was in love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and still am, right? We're still are in love, and so there's that where, like, I literally took it. I said, you know, to love and to hold, mm-hmm. and so, so I was. You were in it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you weren't going I, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. You know, go anywhere. So, and and I think I, that's what I was trying to prove, right, mm. to you that hey, no matter what you say to me, no matter what happens, like I am in this, right? right? And I think that's the trust that um, I needed. That you needed, yes. Um, and I was trying to give you that trust, but maybe just. Um, didn't know how to explain it or or just trying to show it in a way that I thought I was showing trust. Yeah. Right? For sure. Uh, I think it was equally frustrating and comforting <laughs> um, in that, um, you know, I, I definitely, words are a weapon, right? Words can bring life or, or, or death. And um, I definitely um, felt the conviction of the Proverbs that says a foolish woman tears down her own home because often I felt like that in the heat of uh, the moment. And and really um, what was happening was that I didn't uh, know my own story in order to be able to communicate my story to you in a way that would help you to help me. <laughs> and that seems like a long journey. And it was a long journey for us to figure out Um and honestly, because 
there was this assuredness that I'm in this, like to have and to hold, like I will hold you in this um, until you're ready to like um, open up and and let me into this, that it, it really took um, a time for me to really yeah. actually trust that because your mind looks for evidence of how this can, well, is not true, um, that... Um, I will just be disappointed um, that I can't really rely or trust on you. But also, that's why it was so important for me to take a step back and start understanding my own story so that you could actually be in that and feel fruitful in that. Because I'm sure it was so disappointing in that you thought you and you had actually held me well um, in our courtship and um, like you were like all the things that I wanted, right? And then yet how something was off in those first couple of years that we we couldn't like get to a place where um, I could reap the, the gift that you had of being able to hold well. And so um, step number one is understand your story and share your story because there's actually a person who has made a vow to you who wants to walk with you in that journey, regardless of what that is. I don't know that there's anything I've ever said to you, and I'm sure I tried to shock you quite often in those first few years, that actually um, made you budge, you know? Um, so you literally were like, um, the lighthouse or the rock in the midst of a storm that we were in together. Um, I'm just thinking of what is that like storm like Haley Berry? Like what is that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about X Men. Yeah, X Men. <laughs> like there's days that I felt like her, like that I came in with this storm, and you're just there going. I, I still love you and it's going to be okay. And we're going to figure this out. And until I could believe that in myself, um, were we going to have any forward progress? So that was the first thing that we needed to both know our stories because you also had a narrative about who you should be in the marriage and what that required of you that maybe, you know, we talk about how we stayed in that place a little longer than um, is ideal. Um, but maybe... Part of that was in your narrative as well in that, you know, what did you think your role was? Um, I, I I say now, like, there's sometimes you should have just told me that's enough, Becky, <laughs> right? Like, and, and yet you didn't. You you really stood on striving to hold me well in, in the midst of my own uh, emotional or mental chaos and my own confusion. Uh, you provided a, a really safe harbor for me. Yeah. But that wasn't always fair to you. And so talk about maybe some of the expectations you had for yourself coming into marriage that maybe in hindsight, we would need to adjust. Um, I think um, when when you said like, you know, I was, you know, when the storm, the hurricane was happening. Oh, and it, that was a hurricane. <laughs> it has escalated. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to be clear, you know, I think when we had our, our conflicts, it wasn't, you know, it, it was just words, right? Um, and it was just kind of, we were just using the wrong words. Yes. Uh, we were using the wrong words. We're, I just had a thought right now, and but I just lost it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like we weren't speaking the same language sometimes yeah. of what I thought you're, you were trying to accomplish or what you were trying to communicate. 
Um, and so I think for us, like what helped us was the intention. Like um, we had to give ourselves um, the space to be able to say, when, when you said this, this is what I heard. And this is how that made me feel. And give the other person the opportunity to say, oh, hang on, this was my intention. And this is what I meant by that. And I feel like when that happened, like, like the storm surge and the winds <laughs> and the waves started to settle down. Um, because if I couldn't trust, I guess, myself and what I saw and perceived and I thought was happening all the time, which is a hard place to be in because, again, I didn't know my story and understand how things were affecting my perception um, in that moment. Um, knowing that your intention was good helped kind of settle that down and allowed you to enter in more to help me work through those things. Oh, but, you know, I, I think I, the question was, you know, what was the narrative that you had that maybe allowed some of this to go on further and longer than probably was necessary? The narrative, right? It was... Yeah. Yeah, like who did... What was the role you thought you were supposed to play as a husband? Yeah, like you have this, uh, this models growing up or these... Um, uh, not models, but mentors, right? Um, so then... Um, so you you have you feel like you you okay this is what the Bible says that that I should leave my mom and dad and and find a a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, woman. a woman yeah right <laughs> and uh, and I think that's sometimes we, we you know that's how I came in and uh, like I am going to be this this husband I am going to be this man um, but I I think. The character who you are or who God has, you know that you know that very thing inside you that people say that when you go in a room or or people say, Oh, I, that what am I trying to say here? It's that that very God thing that God gave you, right? And when there's chaos around or in your family, you walk in and everybody is like, like there's a peace that happens. Mm. There's a peace that comes. Mm. And, and, and I think um, a lot of us have that. And I think that's who, who I was, right? And I, I remember people telling me when I was a kid and in elementary school and that I was like the peacemaker or I was the, the kid with the, the smiling. Mm. So there's that that people have said those, and you have to probably pay attention to those things that people have said those good things, and that's I believe that's God using people mm. for you to notice for you to notice. So when you go into this place, mm. or when you go into marriage, mm. and sometimes you kind of forget who you are because of what's happening. You almost have to go back to those areas, right? Like those little yes. moments in time. And you say, like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is, like, I am a peacemaker. I am a um, a loving person. I am a yeah. calm person, right? Yes. I, I, and I think that's who I was trying to be yeah. in our marriage, right? Yeah, Chinese. I think that was the strength I think I saw in you that I couldn't name at the time. 
that um, drew me to you, right? For um, someone whose internal dialogue um, <laughs> was just as, um, gosh, n- negative and fearful um, and and hurt, right? Um, that I, I found that strength to be so attractive. Um, and, and yet um, it probably made it more difficult for us to really seek the help that we needed or um, to go outside of our relationship to, you know, we always say like, man, if, you know, we should have reached out to somebody, we should have gone and talked to someone who could have poured into our marriage and poured in and helped us sort some of this stuff out. Um, and I, I, you know, and we didn't, and I think we're strong or stronger for it, but we probably could have saved ourselves a few years of just hard, hard figuring it out on our own (laughs) Um, if we had done that. And so while that was and is your strength and your calling and and what you do bring, I think that's where you can have some self-condemnation too, that, okay, if this is who I am, but it's not working, right? Like I I must be wrong or I'm failing. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I think in... in, um in one of the pages, I believe, is in the first uh, in Journey to Wholeness. And that's what's so good about Journey to Wholeness is, and I think in, in one of the very first lessons you you have there where it says that uh, this little code that says more grows in the garden than the gardener sows. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I was like, yeah, that's right, because weeds grow in gardens, right? And so I was like, so when you plant a garden, those of you have planted a garden, uh, Becky and I, are we want to plant a garden. We do. This <laughs> For year. 26 years, we yeah. wanted so to. So this year, please, anyone out there who <laughs> has planted garden, who has experience in garden that knows how to plant the gardens, uh, yeah, you know where to find us here at Life Church, right? <laughs> okay, back to the... Because, you know, you plant tomatoes, you plant vegetables, whatever you plant, but you don't go out there with seeds of weeds and plant them. No, they grow. So, and I think that's in in the garden of marriage, right? You yeah. come in and you're like, I am, we're in love, the yeah. honeymoon, mm-hmm. the kids and this, but there right. are weeds yeah. that are growing in the garden. And I think right. we have to um, uh, be aware of that. And look at, Way back in the Garden of Eden, I mean, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were there. And who else was in there? Well, Satan was in the mm-hmm. Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. So the big lie, a weed was in there, right? The, weeds. <laughs> the weed. <laughs> <laughs> weeds, right? <laughs> Even in God's yeah. garden, right? And I guess what I'm trying to say here is that um, you will have a, a loving a amazing marriage, but there's going to be times when weeds are going to grow. Yeah. And if you don't tend to those weeds, uh, they will start to choke the life, to choke the life of the yeah. fruit of your marriage, right? right. That, that legacy that you want to pass on to, to your kids, right? And I think that's what's so good about Journey to Hone is that it, that it helps you uh, see and identify mm-hmm. those things that that are weak in, in in ourselves, right? right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I definitely, you know, and I've, I've expressed this. Um, we all come into a marriage with with 
soil, right? Like if the soil of our lives and what what's in there that maybe um, in the growing, in the growing up, in the process, we didn't actually address. We didn't know was there. We, you know, we talk, we joke because we're not gardeners and we want to be, we want to be. But um, when we first bought our house um, and we got this wonderful garden, the woman worked at the botanical gardens, but we were just clueless about like um, what was a good a plant, what was actually a fruitful plant and what was a weed. Like we didn't know how to identify those things. And and that's really the greatest tool that you can actually resource yourself yeah. with. And that how do I identify those things in our lives? And, you know, when you're moving in together for the first time and, you know, we're bringing our carloads of things, you know, we go through that process. We go through that at our home. Like, what do I want to bring with me into the marriage and into our new home? And what do I want to leave behind? Because those things don't serve me or um, I've grown and matured past that um, or uh, this just doesn't fit into the framework of the life that we're building. And so if you think about that in terms of, your emotions and and your mental health and and your memories and and the roles that you've held in the past that does that apply here like if i was the fixer in my family um who is my husband and is that the role i'm coming in with um is that a god-given strength of mine that i i uh thrive in and can we communicate that together like hey your strength is this and I see this in you can we bring those things and hey this other thing that you had to do in your family of origin uh it's okay you don't need to do that for me um and and sometimes our arguments can happen from you're doing these things for this person right and they're not appreciating them and yet we haven't asked well what language do you speak what's your love language because exactly uh, it might be different yeah because and um, I just want to go real quick back to the weeds because what you're saying that is very, I, I think it's uh, it's very important because you could be doing something in marriage or you could be saying something that you don't think it's offending her or him, mm. right? Yeah. And um, when you get into, you know, just maybe there's some, there's a lingo that that you kind of grab from, um, from grandpa or your dad and now you're using it um, in, in your marriage and it's, and you think it's maybe funny, playful, playful, sarcastic, but it actually is becoming a weed in your marriage. Yes, and maybe he or she uh, is not saying mm-hmm. anything about it. But if you maybe you have to pay attention to that thing, and maybe just ask is like those things, right? Like you were just saying, mm-hmm. it's like I am sorry. Like I didn't know I was offending you by saying this or by yeah. or by doing this in front of our friends. You know, even. Right. That little thing out of a sudden could become a weed in your garden. Right. Maybe, right. And there's a lot of scenarios to that. Maybe yeah. um, this is something that happens and and you don't say anything because yeah. you're trying to brush it off, but it's starting to grow. Or maybe it's something you have communicated and you're like, hey, when we're together, like, you know, I can we not do this thing? Yeah. Right. Now, often the conversation doesn't sound like that. Well, we were with our friends. You said this, right? But can we take a second and give the other person, our most favorite person, the person we have sworn to have and to hold, um, the opportunity and say, okay, when we're in this scenario and you do this, like, I'm not sure why that bugs me right now. Or maybe you do know and you can express, this is why this bugs me. And here's the context to that. Growing up in my household, this was said when blah, blah, you know, and you can actually give the context. And now, because you are 
you are like my heart. I'm like, oh, I don't want you to experience that again. I'm with you. I will make every effort to remember not to do those things. I'm not going to say, I mean, you need to get over that already, okay? Just toughen up. Be a big boy now and pull up your bootstraps, right? No, because why? I, I know that I want my spouse to flourish because when he flourishes, I flourish. And when I flourish, he flourishes. And so I want to be mindful and respectful of those things and, and helpful in those things as well. And so again, back to what language are we speaking? Um, uh, there's plenty of times where I was saying the opposite of really what I wanted. Um, when I, I give this example in Journey, there were times where I was, here's a man who wants to bring peace and wants to help and care and hold me. And yet there came a time when I realized I, I can't even communicate what I need to you. When you said, what do you need? What do you want? I didn't know what those things were. And so I would get frustrated and angry and like push you away. Um, but what I really needed was space. I needed a second to gather my thoughts, to calm myself down a bit and then return with humility because oftentimes, you know, I had gotten passionate in the discussion and I had to go, okay, here's what I need help with or here's what's actually happening right now. And actually um, coming and, and letting you know, like, that language that we were trying to like come to together. And so there were things that I said um, that were probably, they sounded hurtful. And I know one that I often did was um, just go, just go away, just leave. Like we shouldn't even be together. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I would say that. <laughs> and that's probably the tame version. And yet the heart of that was I am in such chaos right now that I can't even tell you. <laughs> and until I can, please go flee, run far, far away from me um, because like protect yourself <laughs> because I, I couldn't figure it out. And until I could figure out the words and until I had tools. So when I went through my own journey to wholeness, my goodness, that changed everything. Um, but I wanted in the meantime for you to be safe from the storm and the hurricane that was me. Um, and so while that may have sounded like I didn't want anything to do with you anymore or that I wanted our, our marriage to be over, what I wanted to be over um, was um, this place where I knew that I didn't have the tools to actually communicate well and I didn't want to keep hurting you in the process. Like I was hurt, I didn't want to keep hurting you, right? And so... Just remember those things. I'm not saying that's true in every circumstance, but the fact that later we were able to come and I was able to say, hey, you know those times that I said these things to you? <laughs> this is what I meant. And I had to actually like build up the vocabulary because honestly, when you're in a trauma moment, when you're being triggered, when you're really escalated, um, you're, uh, the portions of your brain that actually form words and vocabulary and like auditory ability actually shuts down. <laughs> and so we may think, my goodness, this person is crazy because uh, they're suddenly like screaming at me and not making any sense, right? Is actually like, all of my all of my faculties have actually shut down because my brain is like, my goodness, are we um, are we in danger right now? Like, there's something that is not right inside of you that has actually gone off. Alarms and red flags and triggers have gone off, and also it's going to just go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. 
And all of us have a different way that we deal with a moment where we're overwhelmed. Um, we have found that Ruben uh, will freeze, right? Because he's the patient one. He's the calm one. He wants to bring peace into a scenario. Um, maybe even fawn a little bit where you would give in to sometimes some things for me because again, your goal was to bring peace and resolution into our marriage. And mine, mine definitely was the fight. And because you wouldn't fight, that was frustrating for me. So my next stage would be flee where I would um, literally just walk out the door and walk for three miles or jump in the car and drive. Um, as part of me just really feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and needing to bring myself into um, a, a state of calm again. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, well, it's, and, and I think that's what um, Journey to Honey does, right? It, it, it allows us to uh, share our languages or our whole story, mm-hmm. but in a... Um, in a safe, in a safe way, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like uh, like eruptive. I don't know if that's the right word. Disruptive. But it, disruptive, mm-hmm. but it's I not eruptive it, either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, I think. But you know, if we had this journey to Honus back then, we were like, man, mm-hmm. when we we go through it and uh, and just. By hearing and seeing couples and um, people come out of it in a way that there is hope, right? And then they're just like, "Man, if I had this back then." But but I guess is is that it, it allows us to share in that moment of time in that space that God allows us or gives us in a safe way with uh, just to share the stories of of the past and how that past is. Uh, still kind of hurting us in our presence, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But with the help of, of course, Jesus yeah. and Journey to Wholeness, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? We can move on. We can move into healing. Yeah, I think right? ultimately you're right. Like Journey to Wholeness was born out of um, really stories of relationships that had some rocky starts <laughs> or experienced um, maybe breaks in which we wondered, um, can we continue on from here? And I, I know when we discovered how to uh, tell our story, um, but also to receive each other's story uh, in a way that was clear and, and um, conducive to growth, it changed everything. Um, I don't think there was, once I learned how to uncover and dig through the soil of my own life, and I was eager to share with you, right? Um, which brought a lot of light for you. Um, and and then you began to do the same thing because my goodness, how many years did we spend? And I didn't understand really how your story played into really uh, who you were and what you were trying to accomplish for us both. Um, and so being able to receive each other's story in a way that, you know, we're, we're not triggered or we're, our perspective is not skewed anymore allowed us to really see each other better and for our marriage to start to see that growth that was always there. Like it was always budding, but it had gotten overwhelmed or um, 
maybe the weeds had overtaken some areas that we weren't seeing. And so I feel like that's a point where a lot of people go, well, I must've got this wrong. And I'm so grateful um, that you had uh, just the perseverance um, to, to really hang on to that bow and say, no, like I married you to have and to hold. Um, and we're going to figure this out and we're going to get it right. Like I believe in this union and I believe in this vow that I made um, and how that alone, that statement alone creates like just the environment, just the place where we can actually be our whole and full selves um, and really like experience just um, like the God in us that yes. a marriage union actually offers us. Yeah. Um, and and then once you get a taste of that, like then it just, that's it, right? Like right. now I don't know that there's um, anything that might come up because still, you know, we're still scraping uh, the barrel, looking at our stories, finding things, new things that we had forgotten about. Um, gosh, even you in one of your last journeys, you had a, a memory of something that happened you that now we understand how that affected you and how that can affect you today um but just how freeing it is to actually and what a blessing it is to have this this union this type of relationship that's available to us so that we can experience a little bit of heaven on earth um in those moments where we're just in health and fullness and prosperity and, and wholeness, where we are truly one, where we're speaking the same language, our intentions for each other are just pure and good and not tainted by whatever weeds or, or perspective or cloudiness that maybe we had that we didn't know about. And so I, I you know, there's a, Ephesians is full of scriptures about really marriage, about like relationships and how that can look. And one of the ones that, you know, I go to, um, is Ephesians 4, 3 that says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And um, it takes work. That's like basically telling us that it takes work to keep ourselves united, but it's saying in the spirit, meaning that there is a celestial help for us, that there is the word that guides us, but the Holy Spirit who's with us to help us in that binding of ourselves together. And then that last word is peace. Because I don't know that there's any, um, well, there are um, definitely covenant relationships that are friendships um, and that's biblical as well. But the, the covenant relationship of marriage is really the relationship of pure shalom, like pure peace and rest and confidence um, and growth and support and security. Um, and I, I, I think each of us take turns in holding that space. Um, but I definitely acknowledge that you held that space for us in a time um, and for a, a good while that really at some point I had to acknowledge this is a union and I am responsible as well to get well. Like I can't just keep relying on you to hold us both. Um, that that wasn't fair um, to your dignity and your honor and and yourself and what God had called in you to do and accomplish and to be seen um, and to be heard. And so um 
I don't know which one you are in the relationship um, right now, uh, but know that the tide can turn, <laughs> that you can actually um, be in full union and contribute equally and fully. I don't expect you to carry me through seasons, but I have this trust and knowing that you will when those times do come. And that's the greatest gift of all. Yeah, I mean, that was so good. Uh, and, and that's what I think coming in and like you were saying in, in marriages, you were, you were saying relationships, right? And it's building this relationship in marriage. And I think my, uh, the idea of relationship that I had, there was this relationship that I had with God, right? And that I, I didn't want to break this relationship with God. So you, I, mm. that's what I brought in to our marriage. And I think in our marriage, that's what I, I'm like, I don't want to break this relationship that I am building with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, so how, how can I continue building on this relationship? And I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we come into marriage, what is that relationship that you, that, that it was modeled for you? You mm -hmm. know, it could be like, you know, a, a father-son relationship, a mother uh, son relationship that that thing that relationship you know uh, is is going to help in marriage but sometimes you, you come into a marriage and you don't have good examples of relationship and then you, you will struggle you will have um, some conflicts but God is there with us right God is there with you mm -hmm. and I and, and with journey to wholeness mm. <laughs> will help you yeah. will help you yeah. build that relationship in your marriage. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I don't know that we would have had the success. I don't know that we would have got through that time if your relationship with God wasn't paramount. Like that was the thing I think that held us together was that you you made your relationship with God and who you were in him first. And even when we had hard times, and not that, you know, you're perfect about that, but um, th there are definitely words that you said that were horrible <laughs> sometimes, not as much as me. Um, but because you had a solid relationship with God, that was your bar for how you interacted and for what you were striving and working toward. And so even when I was in essence, failing in, in what I was supposed to bring to the relationship and how I was supposed to, um, the responsibility I had uh, to actually own my own um, thoughts and behaviors and actions. Um, and it's a process and I'm not telling anyone here like, oh, it's all your fault. Uh, but there's a time to work through and then there's a time where I have to stand in the place that we promised each other. Um, but because of that relationship, I think we made it through those hard times. Um, it's because you first wanted to honor God in that, that held you there in the hard moments. Um, and the second thing you said was, you know, what was your calling? What was your purpose? Who had God called you to be that you had worked on and understood through your relationship with him, which actually spurred me to want to like join with you and get behind your purpose in life because I admired that and I wanted that in my life as well. Um, so your relationship with God, your purpose that actually then led us to 
becoming or seeking out that partner, that woman, that man, that I can go, yes, that's that's the man for me or that's the woman for me because they're going in the same direction that I'm going. And so if you're in the midst of a bit of turmoil, a bit of storm surge, a bit of hurricane-ness, as uh, my husband said, um, I just want to encourage you that it, remember who you are and remember why you join together and let that be the guide um, to remind you of why it was that you thought this was the best person for you and hang on to that because um, our identities are first in God and for and with each other. And in the moments where things don't seem to make sense and, and we have some things to sort through and work out, um, hang on to that and that will guide you back out of the storm um, yes. when it comes. Because there are more happy and joyful days ahead than bad ones. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for being with me today. I hope uh, this is helpful to someone out there. I yes. know that's our heart in, in Journey to Wholeness and um, in life is just to encourage other people who maybe have um, experienced some rocky um, times or are in a rocky start that um, you have everything that you need within you uh, to actually overcome this. And in the places where you feel you don't, um, we invite you uh, to sign up for Journey to Wholeness or, or to, to continue listening to the podcast. Um, our heart is to encourage you um, and to bring you really meaningful and transparent, vulnerable uh, stories and conversations um, that we hope help you. Yes. Uh, well, thank you. It was great to be here yeah. uh, with you, uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, sign up to Journey to Hornets, guys. Uh, couples, uh, this is will help you and you'll be glad that you did so, because God loves you. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The whole podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.